joining us this morning. We wanted to have a, a live stream. We wanted to have a Bible discussion this morning uh, about, of course, a very pertinent topic. Um, and we'll just jump right into it. I'm the minister here at Burville's Chapel. If we have anybody vis visiting who's watching, and this is Mr. Jim Reed. He is our um, a song leader here at church. Does an excellent job of that. But I asked Jim to come on because uh, I knew he'd have some good thoughts on this topic. First off, let's uh, get into it. We want to talk about attendance this morning. Uh, the coronavirus has touched so many of our lives, and it's really changed how we go about our day-to-day -day activities, uh, Jim. And I, I know you and I both work in the school system, so we've had a, an extended spring break. Some students in, throughout the states will have uh, extended uh, summer breaks, possibly, uh, as they've already closed school. So this is pretty huge right now. Um, so it's affected churches, and that's, of course, concerning to us who, are, uh, who, who live and breathe you know, church life. And uh, we miss all of you right now. Um, but let's, let's jump right into it. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. This is a passage that has come up through many articles uh, that Jim and I have read. And, of course, it's, it's the go-to whenever you are uh, discussing uh, church attendance. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 20. Let's back it up a little bit. Verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. So with, with those two passages, it's encouraging us to attend. Let us stimulate one another. There's, there's a necessity for the church to meet, the called out for the church to meet, to come together, to encourage one another, you know, through fellowship, through singing, through prayer. He goes on in verse 25, the Hebrews writer does, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, you know, we need to attend, Jim. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, obviously, when we come together, it's a different atmosphere of worship. Um, you know, we've recently in our Bible class had a, a great uh, study on worship in the last year, mm -hmm. um, talking about all the different things and, uh, that go into worship, what it means, what, um, you know, what we get out of it, um, and you know, I think that a lot of people have some different opinions on uh, what that phrase "not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together" means. Yeah. And I think that uh, um, you know how we look at that, and in the context, like you've read here, what what that actually means uh, would speak a lot to our current situation, and, and you know how we can apply that given the constraints that we're in right know, in the, these days with this crazy virus and all this stuff going around you know what right. the government's telling us and, and uh you know we look at examples uh, both in the bible and and in our own um you know more recent church history about you know what can be done um in light of current situation right what, what do we need to do the the context of the passage is of utmost importance, as it is throughout Scripture. You don't want to take a passage and not consider the context uh, in which it was written. Um, you know, and as you look closer into this, the, the language seems to take... I'm no Greek scholar by any means, but what, uh, what I do know about Greek and 
the emphasis that's placed here and through articles I've read, uh, the thrust here is a conscious decision to not attend, uh, basically an abandoning of the church family. You know, if, if Jim had a car wreck or, uh, you know, was, was, was sick at home with, with COVID or, or the flu or uh, missed for some reason, I wouldn't call him up, Jim, you know, you're going straight to hell because you, you didn't the show up today because you <laughs> forsook the assembly because you did not, uh, you know, apply yourself to Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 25. I don't think that, that it means that, that, you know, there's not a meter that we have installed by the door that you have to walk through, and that's that's another jewel in your crown, you know. Life happens. People got sick in, in biblical times, so if somebody didn't show up, you know, I'm sure the, the people of the congregation would go and check on that person. Hey, what's up? You okay? You know, but there is the issue of when people <clears throat> just say, I'm done with church. You know, that is, that is forsaking Okay, when you leave your child at the store because you, you're tired of them, you know, that is forsaking your child. You leave your child at, at the store, but no, you would take your child with you because you, you're not forsaking them. And, you know, for us within faithful churches, you know, our services aren't canceled, you know, because now we've got to look at, okay, the, the eldership, the leadership of the congregation has decided, okay, we're not meeting. Is that going against Hebrews chapter 25? Right, that's, that's the question. Is right. it going against that? Because it's talking about individuals forsaking, but with the elders modifying the services, is that going against Hebrews 10, 25? Well, I, no. If, if we look at what, you know, what we've been blessed with in this modern time, um, you know, I, I read an article recently about um, what the churches, especially around Nashville, did a hundred years ago right. during that pandemic and they canceled services there and, and they went out and worked with, um, you know, those that were sick in the area, um, and, and did things like that. We're blessed with all this technology mm. that we're using today and that we, uh, can use to stay connected. Um, it may not be in person right now, but right. we're still able to deliver, uh, deliver the word. We're still able to, um, see each other and talk with each other through whether it's through a, a zoom meeting like the youth group did this past week right. or whether it's through uh, video calling through facetime or whatever platform that you're using um you know we're still able to uh see each other um, talk with each other communicate uh stay connected in mm -hmm. in just in a different way than when we're all sitting in the room together now that being said it's no substitute no. for when we all come together here no, and, not, not 100%, and for see sure. each other. Um, but, but, you know, we're, we're able to use the, the technology that we've uh, been blessed with to, uh, to do the best we can Excellent. and to yeah. stay connected Excellent. Um, yes. as best we can here. Now, you know, a lot of people are upset that the churches are not meeting. And I understand. And, you know, each congregation has to decide for themselves, uh, what is best uh, for them to do, what is best for their congregation, for their individual members, because uh, there is a real threat that's out there. Now, will it someday, you know, in the near future, will we look at it and say, well, it, you know, it's more like the common cold, or, you know, we'll have this medicine for you and you'll get over it quicker. You know, so many medical advances have been made. Maybe we'll be able to say that later, but right now it seems the prudent thing to do is uh, to modify services. Now, there are some things that have been canceled, 
uh, such as, you know, basketball. Basketball, huge thing during the month, month of March. And when, when that happened, Jim, I'm, I'm no sports fan, but when that happened, I thought, man, this is serious, you know. Right. And, of course, that was one of the first uh, dominoes to fall, so to speak. Um, you know, I know that doing what I do, we have a lot of spring activities and things like that at school that um, got canceled, not just not sports, but you right. know, I'm, I teach music, oh, yeah, so concerts, band and stuff, all kinds of things that, that, got, yeah. uh, that got canceled because of it. And, you know, right now they're saying we'll go back to school in about a month, but who knows? And um, so we're all trying to do the best we can and, and figure this out. And I think that's really kind of happening in most walks of life is, um, you know, how can we do the best we can given our current circumstances? Yeah, and we, we've got to look at our attitude of meeting together. You know, like you said, it's no replacement. It's no full substitute because, you know, I miss coming together with everybody. And, of course, Scripture teaches, hey, you've got to meet. But the early church, you know, they met in different ways. You know, they didn't have a necessarily a, a specific set building with a sign out front, you know. They met uh, where they could. But as we consider church attendance, one of the things we have to consider is, you know, is it, is it wise for a congregation to meet? And what sort of attitude are we having about the fact that we're not meeting in our building? You know, we're still meeting at certain times. You know, we're posting things regularly. And a, a thought that came to my mind was the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. This isn't often the takeaway uh, from this passage, but I can't help but think, you know, it was the priest and it was the, the Levite that passed on by the man who was robbed, you know, that went on by uh, this gentleman, uh, and but it was the Good Samaritan who stopped. I wonder, you know, in Jesus' telling of this parable, was he, you know, pressing upon the people, well, the priest had something better to do, the Levite had something better to do. Did they have to, you know, get to the synagogue? Is that where they were going? And they, you know, wanting to be there so much, did they miss an opportunity to help this man who had been beaten? I think that's the takeaway that we can have today is, you know, church attendance is vital to a Christian's life. It is vital to what we are as Christians. There is no doubt about it. But if a man's lying in a gutter, I think the Lord's going to forgive you if you're a little late for Bible class. And you stop and you help that person. Well, I mean, we, you know, we've been studying Luke this last quarter, and where we were, at least in our class down there, it was talking quite a bit about um, Jesus doing things on the Sabbath, healing people. You know, the whole uh, the carts in the ditch scenario, right, exactly. and the, and the you know that uh, that uh, what. what what is the what is the verse about the Sabbath being for? If, if you have a donkey, and you, yeah. you know wh which of you would not go out and, and get him out of the ditch? Right. Who, who of you would not do that? You know, and that was definitely something that the the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees pressed upon others was attendance. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, was holding to these laws that were important. Okay, were important to the Jews at the time, and they are today. Very important to them. But I think the, the, the quote that Jesus used, which actually was quoting, I believe I saw Hosea, um, where he says, I desire mercy over sacrifice. Right. And, of course, sacrifice referring to how the Jews worshipped. And, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, they were sacrificing things. If that was, if that took precedence over people and over uh, mercy, showing mercy to people, whether it's the Samaritan or whether it's, you know, Jesus healing on the Sabbath or, or whatever, um, 
that that was not, you know, that that wasn't more important. The the keeping the Sabbath wasn't more important than the mercy than the doing good. Right. That that should be done as well, but um, the mercy, the love for one another, right, um, is is important. What we, what we should be doing. Let's you know we we need to be present at church, but if in the passages that we just talked about in the parable, if there is someone who is in need, you know, we need to meet that need, not think I've got, I've got better things to do. You know, I need to go take care of that because it's part of the law. You know, we've got to show that mercy that Jesus talked about. And another passage that comes up a lot, and I think it's important to include it in this discussion, is Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20. This is a passage that comes up quite often uh, as we discuss... Um, as we discuss uh, church attendance, because it's, it's used a whole lot. You know, uh, Jim, I know you do this. When we travel, when our families travel, um, we will, when we're out of town, maybe there's not a congregation close by, you know, my family will have a, a worship service in our hotel room. We've worshiped more than one time on a Sunday or <laughs> in a Disney uh, hotel room or uh, uh, on Wednesdays with a, with a devotional. We've done that more than one time. Because of this passage, this is the one we reference a lot. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. And that just sounds as though, man, that's a great passage and it's talking about church attendance. It is not talking about church attendance. Right. It's actually talking about uh, church discipline and how when a brother is found in sin and you want to go and, and work with him, try to bring him back uh, to uh, Christ, and you know you take two or three people with you, and it's really a discussion on authority and how, you know, when you go to this person and they're not living right, you know, take two or three with you. And the passage is saying effectively, you know, I am there with you. When two or three are there, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit is there with you. Right. So the context here is church discipline, not a worship assembly. However, context can be applied across scenarios when there are other examples of a similar setting when that's found elsewhere. Uh, such as Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. I'll just read this from my page here. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Two people. Yep. Paul and Silas, worshiping in the prison, chained to the, chained to the wall, chained to the floor, and they're singing just as I am. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe but not that one. <laughs> something close to it, I, I can about say that. So... They are singing a hymn in jail, and was was God with them? Well, yes. Um, as you, I mean, you go through the rest of that story uh, with you know. Uh, I, I think of all the times Paul was in jail. How did he stay connected to the church? You know, we're not in jail. We're able to leave our homes, but yeah. we're we're stuck there more. You know, more than we're not, um, or at least we're supposed to be. And, uh, you know, Paul still uh, used the means of the day to, to communicate with the churches. I mean, they would, you know, come minister to him, but he would send, that's most of his letters, or several of his letters at least, were written from right. a, a place where he was separated from the congregations that he was working with. Right. And uh, he would still uh, write them letters, stay in contact with them the best he could, um, you know, and, and obviously... You know, inspired word of God. God was with him. Uh, you know, through that through that time and through all those hardships. Um, you know, there's there's other times in the book of Acts that we see 
uh, Christians worshiping in, in hardship. In, in play, you know, it, we go back to the, um, chapter 8 of Acts where Saul was going around persecuting the church. He was a virus just <laughs> going around persecuting the church. And so they scattered, right? They, right. they, were, they were all in, in their homes. They were still worshiping, uh, Acts chapter 8 says. And so um, they were just having to hide out yeah. from, from Saul and his group that were coming around, dragging them from their houses and killing them, right. putting them in chains. So, um, you know, so the, the, the idea of being able to worship within your house, within a smaller group, um, is there in Scripture. Yeah, it was, it was a prudent time. It was a wise decision for them to make. Now, you know, let's say there was 15 or so who worshipped uh, at a first century congregation, and they got dispersed. You know, was were, were the, the people in that congregation were like, well, well where's this person? Well, they're, they're forsaking. No, they're not. They're over here. Right. You know, our services have not been canceled. They've just simply been modified to address the need of the day. And that is so important for churches to... To realize, to recognize that you've got to meet the needs of the people today. Not to, not to modify Scripture or anything like that, but within the confines of Scripture, as you look at it and, and glean from it its authority, you know, applying that to your state of today for sure. And this is where we find ourselves in. You know, consider you know, where, where churches have met some of the articles that I've read you know the the backlash from the community has not been good. So let's let's talk about how you know you're going to possibly lose your effectiveness in the community, where right. people look at your congregation and because you guys met, you know this happened and it can be traced back to this congregation. You know, and the the congregation there is actually hurting themselves right. rather than you know putting more uh, of a presence out there online like they should putting more of a presence, which we should have anyway, right? An right. online presence. But now that's just being felt more and more, and it'll probably reach more people, you know, like the scattering did in Acts chapter 8. Now, as is the case sometimes, people will take passages and then misuse them. You know, you like to fish, right? Yeah. You still got your boat? Yes. Okay. It is, it is not uh, lake-worthy right now, but yes, it is well, in my backyard. Well, let, let's say this. Let's say me and Jim decided, oh, we're going to skip worship service uh, some Sunday when we're back together. You know, and we're sitting out there. And before I cast, I say, two or three, Jim. And I cast it out. Two or three gathered together. Hand me a Diet Coke. You know, that's not going to fly. No. I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't think that's, that's going to fly. Uh, so we can't use these passages, misuse these passages to meet our own agenda right. of, you know, wanting to do something else, wanting to forsake the assembly. Uh, well, well, you know, Acts chapter 16, you know, says this. And it's true, but, you know, your purpose of meeting should be to worship, to praise God ultimately. Well, when it comes down to it, I mean, most things that we're told in the New Testament come to do with your intent. Right. And your, uh, you know, you look through, you know, the teachings of Jesus, it's about your intent. It's about your purpose. It's about what, you know, why the why you do things as much as the what. Right. Uh, the, the, the Hebrews, the Jews, the Pharisees, you know, were all about the what. Mm-hmm. You know, checking off a list and doing all these things. Where in the New Testament, um, we're called to a higher purpose, a, a better why mm-hmm. than, um, 
than the old law. Yeah, to serve. You know, Jesus washed the apostles' feet. You know, that was his his why. He was showing them, hey, I I want to serve, and you guys need to be a servant because you know they had seen so much from the religious establishment of the time that uh, there had been. Um, you know this this hierarchy of things, and Jesus said, "You know those who are who are first should be last, and those who are last will be first." And it's a totally different message, and an intent. You're right; uh, is very important of that. Now, I know elderships have been uh, very leery of reconfiguring services because there are risks. You know, uh, there are risks, and uh, but I think God can make some great things out of the risks that we take sometimes, especially when. Uh, according to the CDC and people who don't have anything to gain uh, from all of this, that this is the best way to go at this time. And we may look back at it and say, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have, but, you know, I, I'd hate to look back and say, boy, I wish we did. But there are some risks involved. And I think this is what is scaring people to, to, to reconfigure their services somehow. I think this is scary. Um, some of the risks in us reconfiguring are how we meet is that people will fall away. That, you know, coming here on Sundays, people depend on that, and it's a habit that is formed. And when you introduce a new habit, that's maybe a little easier to break. You know, uh, being at home, watching a worship service is a little easier to stop than coming here, 9.30 Bible study, 10.30 worship. So this idea of people falling away and that their faith will be weakened, you know, I, I do think that's a possible risk that, you know, elderships have considered, and, and, and that is certainly true. Well, yeah, the, it is easier when you're sitting on your couch and your PJs, you know, to, well, I'm going to flip the channel over to Netflix, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something else. But, um, you know, getting up on Sunday morning and driving to worship takes some discipline also. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, getting up on a, on, on a weekend day, you yeah. know, and, and, and doing that. And, and I think it's a, a matter of us just uh, shifting that habit and shifting that discipline right? Um, to, uh, you know, to still have the commitment level that we would on a normal day. Right. Um, you know, yes, the benefits are going to be uh, potentially less um, with not coming together with mm-hmm. and seeing each other in person. Um, but... Um, as we've studied before, worship is about about God. It's not necessarily the first priority. It's not about us. It's about right. in our commitment to God and worshiping Him uh, for for who He is and what He's done, um, more so than you know, our own personal benefit. Right. Um, you know, worship is is the ultimate uh, show of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if we want to, you know, go to Netflix or watch the movie or whatever instead of watching a 15-minute sermon video or mm-hmm. listening to some songs, which are really good, by the way. Yeah. I, I really like the videos that we've been able to share. And, um, uh, you know, I, then the question comes up is it, it's actually easier to, uh, you know, to participate um, from your couch mm-hmm. than it is to get up and drive in to get dressed and drive into church right. and all that, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I wonder about, uh, why that would be something that we so quickly want to throw away. Why, right. why someone would want to, 
you know. Hopefully people are missing us. Well, right. Yeah. You know, not, not me and you, but missing the meetings here, right. missing the people they converse with. I know I'm missing a lot of people. You know, I look forward to this, to the, to the fellowship that we have, but also in the communing with God, which is important. But, you know, we can do that at home. We can, we can do that um, in a lot of different ways um, when we're, you know, not here on Sundays. You know, it's not just about uh, punching a ticket. Um, it's about having a regular uh, fellowship with our Creator, which I think will be one of the benefits, one of the uh, positives that comes out of this, is that with people's time on their hands, and I talk about that this morning in uh, my sermon, uh, which will uh, be, be up at 10.30. I talk about that this morning in my sermon. With this time, I hope people are thinking, man, I, I do waste a lot of time you know, yeah. watching Netflix. I do waste a lot of time doing this or doing that because... Unfortunately, you know, people are out of work. Um, but, you know, just pop open your Bible and, and read some. Watch some of the videos that are out there, the Polishing the Pulpit videos that, that I've posted, which are excellent. Uh, Brother Alan Hires has some videos on there. and He is, a, he is a, an excellent uh, theologian, so uh, look for his if you want a suggestion of one. But hopefully there will be a strengthened faith, a reawakening uh, of people's faith that maybe where they've been lacked for some time. And, you know, in crises like this, uh, church is a lot of times the first place that people run to, you know, in, in times like this. Yeah, there was an article that I read about how the, the pandemic from 100 years ago, you know, the Spanish flu, um, reawakened. There was a, a spiritual reawakening in our country. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that, you know, with World War One had started to fall away a little bit. And, and, but that brought people back to the church that may right. have, have um, fallen away, but were seeking answers and, and came back to the church. So, it, you know, obviously this is not the way we'd want to do <laughs> reach that goal, but, um, right. um, but throughout the Bible you see where God has used um, things we'd consider bad or negative or, um, you know, in, in some kind of bad way for his purposes, for his, for his glory. Right, and it, so. it's up to us to depend on Him, but to also, you know, modify our behavior and just, you know, let's let's go with it. This is what's happening right now, and let's uh, let's figure out how we can adapt our behavior to meet the current need. And when we do that, I feel like you know we'll come out in the end, you know, shining and uh, closer to God, hopefully. Now, we're at the top of the hour, uh, 10 o'clock. We'd like for worship to start at 10.30. And uh, there's a few of us in here that's making things run smoothly this morning. And we need to be getting home so that we can worship at 10.30 with our families. Uh, The links uh, will be on our website, birdwellchapelchurchofchrist.com. Be sure to look at that. There should be a picture of a Bible at the top with a, a sunset view and if you're watching me, you've actually probably already been there, but we changed our web address earlier or a month or so back and uh, updated uh, the site. So make sure you're not looking at the old WordPress site, which WordPress would uh, most likely be in the name. But we're going to end our discussion now, and uh, we'll probably just continue this next week. Jim and I have some more points to make, and uh, we'll see how far it gets us then. But thank you for watching, and hopefully we'll have the Facebook Live video ready for next week. Thank you so much for being with us.